Hi everyone! So welcome back to It's a Convo. My name is Emma, and today I'm here on the long-awaited podcast with <laughs> Lolly. Hello. Who is my roommate now? Finally. <clears throat> yeah. A we're normal f- roommate. So we're back and better than ever, and yeah, it's just it's been a hot minute. I don't really know what else to say. So, that's good enough intro. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Lolly's back, and um, how I guess we can talk about first, like how we met, which was orientation freshman year. Yes, with Josh, the OL. Yes. I don't remember much. All I remember is we had to do that awkward ass icebreaker thing, and we were all talking, and one of the things was like, "Well, name some of the places you guys have been to." And literally nine out of ten people were like, oh, I just came back from, like, Nevada, and I'm from Wyoming, so it's, like, three places. And then Emma and I were like, well, we've been to Europe, we've been to all these other continents. And so I was like, okay, I like Emma. Like, she seems like she has a lot in common with me. Mm -hmm. And sure enough. Also, everybody in our group was, like, weird. Yes. Except for, like, a few that we still know. Well, Vanessa. And I talked to. I always forgot Vanessa was in our group. Yeah. She's chill. But we still know her and talk to her, though, so it's, like... Yeah. Relatively. But, um, one like, conversation in with Emma, and I was pissing my pants, and I was like, okay, this girl's gonna graduate with me. <laughs> like... Yeah. It was definitely interesting. Also, I don't know if I can say this, but we shared cocaine stories. <laughs> I remember Taylor being like, what? <laughs> I've only seen cocaine in one TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor was like, we were both equally wild and yeah. way more than we do now. Yo, definitely. That's I'm for like sure. a 75-year-old Cuban woman now. Yeah. <laughs> Cuban woman. Like, I'm in bed right now and it's Saturday night. Yeah. Before I'd be throwing up in some random guy's toilet, like... Yeah. That's when I was younger. Yeah. Now that I'm Well, I feel like that's... I, I always think that that's better, though. Oh, absolutely. Well, I grew when, up out of it. Yeah, I grew, I grew out of it, too, before I even turned 21. And, like, not only that, it's just, like, it's easier to get out of shit when you're younger. Like, if I did if I did the shit that I did when I was 18 now, or when I was 17 oh, now... Or I'd be in prison. Yeah. <laughs> like, in prison for life. Yeah, like, one of those docu-series on Netflix. Yeah, for, for real. Like, no, but, um... Yeah, I wouldn't say because of, like, being scared of, like, the repercussions for it. I would just... I think it's better that we got over it because it's, like... Well, yeah, I think 100% that's... I mean, like, that's I've the reason. I've been 21 since I was 15, like, especially where I'm from. So, like, it's just... I think it's better that I got it out of my system. Yeah. It's, like, healthier now. But it's... I've never lived this life. I feel like a literal old woman. I feel yeah. like I'm going through a midlife crisis sitting in my dorm bedroom for my third year of college. Like, <laughs> I'm about to start wearing Chico's. <laughs> Today we're gonna talk about stories from our wild times. It's a it's a throwback Thursday episode. <laughs> I think that's like the main focus. And I just had like a flashback of like I think I might have said this story before when my parents saw the videotaping <laughs> of what? Of me having sex with some guy. No. Okay. My junior year of high school, my parents on Valentine's Day, fitting. My parents went out of town with my two younger sisters, and I had two of my best friends, Bridget and Sarah, sleep over my house, and Bridget was like a club rat. So she was like, oh, let's go out. It's Valentine's Day. Like, we don't have boyfriends, so let's just go find some guys at, like, a club. So, of course, I was, like, totally in for it. And then my mom had called me when we had planned everything. She's like, what are you doing? And I was midway getting dressed, and I freaked out. And, like, if there's one person I'm scared of in my entire life, it's my mom. 
So I was like, ah, no, we're not going anymore. So I'm like, no, guys, let's, like, just go to sleep. Like, we can sleep in my parents' room and have a slumber party. And I don't remember what happened, but something ticked because my mom got me mad. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this. We're leaving, and I'm going to make her think we're home. We get to the club, and I see this kid that I had been friends with since we were, like, seven. And he was always obsessed with me, and I never gave him the time of the day because he was always, like, four foot nothing. And I was always a head taller than everyone. Mm -hmm. And I saw him after a year of not seeing him, and he, like, sprouted. (laughs) Like, his balls dropped. He was beautiful, like, all of a sudden. So I was like, oh, my God. Three glasses of champagne in, whatever we were making out. So he was like, oh, like, can I go back to your place? And I'm like, dude, we're 16 years old. Like, I have a place with parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like a nanny. Like, I don't have a place, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> My place is the gymnasium <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Same age as me. Yeah. So I'm like, the fuck do you think? Can I go back to your place? So I was like, oh, yeah, like super cocky, whatever. And then I kind of drunk very cocky oh i tell him to come my two friends are obviously with us because i'm not trying to get like fucking gang banged or anything they're like That's a shout out to them too <laughs> shut up That's a story for so me. they get they get to the house we all get to the house we turn off the alarm that was the first thing that set my parents off the alarm went off i'm retarded for turning it on force of habit whatever we get in the house and the first place that we go to like my friends run upstairs to the room because they're like we don't want any part of this is the living room And there used to be this massive white leather sofa that my grandfather left my parents. He's not dead. He just moved. So he left them (laughs) the couch. You don't have to clarify that. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) And um, whatever, we like had sex on that sofa. And I didn't think anything of it. And it was like, I was 16 years old. Like, it wasn't even anything like spectacular. It was like you know, like a hump and dump kind of thing. It was like quick. And I'm like, oh yeah, like obviously pretending to feel any kind of anything with him. So he left and I went upstairs to tell my friends and nothing. That was maybe at three o'clock in the morning. Five o'clock in the morning, I wake up to about 25 missed calls from my mother. And then like the last text message I see, she's like, you're in deep shit, you little fuck. So I was like, what the fuck could I have? Did she find out I went out? No, there's no way. Whatever, I go through the text message and she's like, we're on our way. Like, they were in Disney World. They started driving. They were supposed to come back two days after. They came back that morning because they... Shit, yeah. So, I end up calling her, and I'm like, what's wrong with you freaking out? And she's like, just so you're aware, number one, we got a phone call from ADT from the alarm system. She's like, and number two, we have cameras in the house, Daniela. And I just remember not thinking anything, and then my heart just dropping, and I'm like, no, there's no way. Like, there's literally no way. She wouldn't be talking to me on the phone right now if that's what if she saw that. Long story short, my parents come inside. My father doesn't even look at me in the face when they get back to the house. Uh, My mom doesn't say anything to me. Like an hour and a half into it, she calls me from my room into her room and she goes, I don't have to say anything other than the fact that uh, we saw everything that you did last night. We know that you went out and we know that you brought a guy home. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't want to mention the fact that I had sex. So I was just like, okay, like playing around it. And she's like, and that sofa better be out of this fucking house by the next 24 hours. And I remember just being like, oh, my God. Jesus. So so I called my friends and I explained to them everything. And they're like, number one, this only happens to you. Number two, uh, let's get this shit out of the house before your mom reams us a new one. And we, like, got rid of the sofa. It was a super expensive sofa. So at first I wanted to, like, ask my mom and be like, should we just refurbish it? Yeah, reupholster it. And then I thought about it. I'm like, nah, my mom's like a psycho when she's upset. So I just didn't do it. Yeah. After that, I wasn't allowed to go out for four months. My 
junior year of high school was shat. I wasn't allowed to do anything. Mm-hmm. And every time I would even talk about a boy, my mom would call me a whore. She'd be like, oh, you whore. And I'd be like, <laughs> I couldn't say anything because Jeez. she saw me yeah. on a security camera. Jesus. So I was like, okay, I would take it. Obviously, I wasn't a fucking whore, but. I did not know that. Mm. Honestly, I just think, like, there's so much, uh, I don't I don't know, man. There's so much wild fucking things we could talk about. And, okay, so I used to be obsessed with the Real Housewives of every different state, city, whatever. But one in particular that I was, like, totally obsessed, would never miss an episode, was the Jersey Housewives. And there was a son of one of the Jersey Housewives that I would watch every episode in. And I'd be like, oh, my God, he's so cute. I would fangirl <laughs> so hard over this kid. Yeah. And at the time, I was probably... Well, I started this obsession when I was 13 years old. There were a bunch of other 13-year-old girls around the country that were also obsessed with this kid because he was, like, the only kid on the show. And they would all send him, like, gross shit. Like, one episode, they were like, oh, like, this kid, I'm not going to say his name, just got a pair of boobs, and those are the first boobs he ever saw, and it was from a fan sending them in his DMs. And I was like, what? Oh my god, what if I were that girl, and I showed up on the show another time? And I'm like, ah, I have morals, my family's Catholic, I'm not going to do that. So, one day, I mean, like, I would always like everything late, trying to be, like, smart about it, like, oh, maybe if I like it late, he'll get the notification. And I would tag my cousin in his stuff, just so that he could see my name. And about two years later, I'm 15, turning 16, uh, I see that he and his cousins are going to Miami Beach and they're going to be at the Fountain Blue. So I tag my cousin in it and I'm like, OMG, they're coming like a psycho and whatever. So about an hour later, I remember sitting in my living room watching TV and my phone was down. I pick up my phone and I had six different Instagram notifications and they were all, this person liked your photo. And then one that said, this person is trying to send you a message. And I remember being like, this is a fucking (laughs) prank. Like my cousin's an asshole. Okay. So I was like, oh, Sophia's definitely fucking with me, whatever. So I swipe up on my phone and I see that it's the actual person with a verified thing. He had, the son of the housewife had liked all my pictures. And then I look and he's like, um, oh wait, I forgot the best part. <laughs> the reason as to why this happened is because I was so drunk one night and I was with all of my friends and we were binge watching The Real Housewives of like the episode, Old Back Teresa. And he was on it. And I was like, ha ha, how funny if like I send this kid a message and I ended up don't ask me how, but I got his college email because <laughs> I figured, hey, all these whores must be sending it to his PR email. This is how psychotic so she is right now. This is a college muscle. <laughs> I found his college email and I put, hi, straight up. I'll never forget this. I'm going to get this plastered on a wall if we ever end up getting married or something. It's going to be like, hi, I'd really enjoy your schlong in my mouth. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> and then I put from Daniela Dia Sierra. I never put Lolly. I just put from Daniela Dia Sierra. Then that's when and then the you put day like, later. P.S. Um, Didn't you put like P.S. This is my Instagram or like something like that? No, I never put anything like that. You never did. Never mentioned my Instagram. Nothing. I had been such a psycho fangirl that he had noticed. He had been able to put my Instagram at to my email. Oh, okay. Because he had seen me so many times. That's why girls never give up, never surrender. They will know who you are if you keep on being an obsessive, compulsive, psychotic freak. I mean, you might have a restraining order so against all you, the but stands I haven't had a restraining order against don't me. Don't so. quit. <laughs> Anyways, I remember looking at my phone and I see that and I'm like, oh my god. And the message I click on, it's a screenshot of the fucking email that I sent him. And he sent me the thing and he goes, 
damn, he's like so straight up. And I was like, ah! I, was like, I started screaming. My mom's like in the kitchen. She's like, what the fuck are you screaming about? I go, mom, this person, name shall not be mentioned, <laughs> just DMs me. She goes, what? Why? And I got so excited that I handed her the phone and I go, oh, and I took it back. And I go, oh, no, no, no. It's because I did or something. She's like, oh, please, Daniela. Really, out of all those girls, he messaged you? Really? And I'm like, oh, trust me, there's a reason why he did it. <laughs> and I just stayed mute. Went upstairs, called all my friends. All my friends were like, no fucking way, whatever. Then he, we started in the conversation, and he goes, whatever. It was a long-ass thing, very, like, witty banter. I like it. Very sarcastic, just like me, like if I were a guy. And then I ended up him inviting me to Miami Beach to the Fountain Blue. I was a jun- I was a sophomore in high school, so... Obviously, I couldn't go fucking leave at 11 o'clock at night to go clubbing in Miami Beach with these kids that I've never met before. So I kept playing it off, and I tried to be cool. So I was like, oh, actually, it's my best friend's birthday party, and I have to do that, but I'll text you after. So at first, he's like, okay. And then I remember posting something of my little sister in bed, which I don't know why I did, honestly, because I was so obsessed with the situation that I should have remembered. And he messaged me back from the story and was like, really? I thought you were at your friend's birthday party. And I was like, oh, my God. I wanted to shit myself because I wanted to cry in the moment because I'm like, that's so embarrassing. He's never going to talk to me again. Yeah. Of course, he keeps talking to me. To make this story that is extremely long worth of six years shorter, that was sophomore year. We maintained, it was like an everyday conversation, to be honest, the first year. An entire year of this kid actually talking to me every day. So then snapping maybe four times a week uh, for another year to the last three years for it being very vague. And every time with this kid, I would actually want to meet with him, something, the fucking universe would be like, nope, you're not doing it. Yeah. Like, one time he was in Miami, I came to New Jersey or New York. Then another time he was here and I was visiting my family for Thanksgiving, he was gone in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, for Thanksgiving with his family. One time, just to fucking prove to you how this happened, my family, my, the, my, my family company hosted uh, the, inter, the convention in Hawaii. Okay, as soon as I land in Hawaii, in Maui, and I turn my phone on, I get a message from this kid saying, just flew into Miami, where you at? (laughs) And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I lost my shit in the family car. Everyone was turning around looking at me like I was a psycho, and I'm like, what the fuck? You see, like, I fly into Maui, he flies into Miami. It was just this whole fucking issue constantly. So eventually I got tired of it, and I was like, fuck it. Then one day, (laughs) my freshman year of college... (laughs) He messages me and he's like, you're such a flake, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bitch, I'm a flake. It's the universe. Maybe it shouldn't happen. And he's like, nah, fuck this. He's like, okay, I work this, this, and this day. Let's go out this day. So he invites me on a date and I end up getting ready. I look hot as fuck. I'm super nervous. I have anxiety. She spent like four days getting ready, yeah, by I the way. I have anxiety. Yeah. So after trying to like, I Googled so many different tricks, like a fucking weirdo that I am. And I'm like, okay, blah, blah, blah. So one of the things was like, Chew gum, uh, breathe, whatever. At the end <laughs> of the moment, breathe, everyone. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. I'm not going to go. And I remember my, my old roommate, Cameron, was like, bitch, you're going. We've been waiting for this longer than you have. You're fucking going. Just take drugs, like smoke. And I'm like, no, I hate smoking. Then I thought about it and I go, I have Xanax. Forewarning, do not take Xanax before anything important or of any kind of rele- relevance to your life that you care about. So I had never taken bars of Xanax before, but everyone else in my friend group had. So I figured, oh, Monica takes a full bar. Let me take a full bar. Monica takes a full bar because she does drugs on the reg, 
Maybe we should have mentioned her name. Eh, she'll never see this. Anyways, so she has grown um, a tolerance to Xanax. I had never had that in my system. So I took half of a bar to leave, and I'm like, okay, I don't feel this shit. So my dumbass took the other bar. And in the Uber from Long Island to New York, I just remember being like, oh, my God, this is so weird. Like, I feel so weird because I was so nervous that I forgot that I had taken so much Xanax. Uh, so I get out of the Uber. I'm, of course, once you get to know me, you know I would nothing short or less. I had an Uber Lux uh, mm-hmm. fucking Escalade drop me off. At first, I'm like, oh, he's making me so comfortable that that's why I'm not nervous. But it was really because the fucking Xanax was coming to kill me and take my firstborn <laughs> child. So I'm walking in and I remember sitting down. And as soon as I sat down, I tripped on one of my heels and I was, he's like, are you good? And I go, yeah, that's the first time he said good. I'm going to tell you, he said it at least 10 times the entire night. Are you good? Are you good? Are you good? Are you mm-hmm. fucking good? So Is he from Texas? <laughs> <laughs> you know where he's from. So we sit down. Everything is all nice and sweet. He's like, oh, I'm so happy to finally have met you. You look pretty, whatever. I'm like, thanks. Five minutes into this situation, I remember sitting down and my whole body just literally sliding off of the seat. And my eyes expanded so large, and I just remember, like, like if an elephant had just sat on my chest, and I couldn't do anything. And I remember staring at him, and he's like, are you good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And he's like, okay. So at that moment, he kind of switched. And he was being nice and everything, but it was, like, a different kind of nice, like, kind of condescending in a way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck this. I don't do well with condescending people. So I, I started reacting condescending, too, and it was just not good. And then um, he kept asking. He's like, just order a drink. Don't worry. He's like, it's on me. And I'm like, no shit, it's on you. I'd walk away if it weren't on you. Like, yeah. But um, I'm like, no, I can't drink. And he's like, why? And I'm like, oh, I'm on meds. And he's like, oh, that like tripped him out. So I was like, no, no, not like that. I was like, it's just like antibiotics. I lied. And I remember him being like, oh, okay, whatever. We're talking about law school and like futuristic plans. And I remember my lips had no more lip gloss on them. And like my lips obviously look a lot better with gloss. So I try to get it. And I had this purse that had the clamp on a bow that unless you put both fingers on top and bottom, you couldn't open the purse. So I remember trying to maintain a conversation with him, which took up 90% of my energy. Then (laughs) putting the other 10% trying to open the fucking purse. And I remember not being able to open the purse. And I was like internally so frustrated. And I was like, ugh. And bah, the fucking purse pops open. And all my shit, including more Xanax, popped out of the purse. Everything flew. And I remember being like, holy fuck, I can't get everything. So I start to slant down under the table to pick it up. And I hit my head so hard. And he goes, he grabbed my inner thigh and goes, are you good? And I was like, I'm fine. And I like forcefully moved my thigh. And that's when shit hit the fan. Like he was not being nice anymore. Like he was like, what the fuck? I can tell he was pissed because imagine guys, four years of this. Like, yeah. he was kind of excited. I was obviously excited, and I fucked it all up because I couldn't control my anxiety by taking fucking drugs. So, at that point, I had to be very straight up with him. And I remember being like, so, I grabbed his hand, and I was like, um, I wasn't being very honest with you. And he was like, what? Why? And he's like, I'm like, can you notice that I'm acting weird? He's like, yes, you're acting super weird. Like, I don't know if it's me or whatever. And I go, no, it's not you. I just had very bad anxiety because I missed my test because of a I don't even remember what I told him but I blamed it on school and I go and I was very anxious so I took some of my friends Xanax and so he's like oh he starts cracking up and he's like dude my friends drug me with that shit all the time and I'm like well that's alarming number one but (laughs) 
<laughs> but thank you for trying to make help me feel better. All, yeah. And uh, by the way, I was not talking like this. I was like talking like this. <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, trying to make me feel so good. And then eventually I was like, no, but I took like a lot. And I guess that he didn't like that. So whatever, it just got very awkward very fast. He ended up paying for the bill, helping me. We get to the thing and in a very semi-condescending way, he's like, well, do you need a ride back to school? Or like, what are you going to do? And I remember being like, um, I don't have a ride. I Ubered. So because he drove there from the state that he's from. So I was like expecting him to drive me back, obviously. But he, I guess, did not like the way that the night planned out. So I was it was all in his for him to decide. So eventually he like in a bitchy way. And I'll never forget that was like, yeah, I guess I guess I'll take you home. I can take you home. And then I, I remember being like, you know what? Fuck that. I don't want you to take you home. Like I have money. Like I'm going to fucking Uber. But then I was like, you know what? No, fuck you. You're going to take me home. Mm-hmm. So I let him take me home the entire fucking car ride. I remember perfectly my whole body like in the seat, totally like jello, like was just jelloing down. My neck, instead of being at the headrest of the thing, was, like, mid, mid-chair. Like oh, where, my God. Where the back of your fucking back should be. The bottom of your back. That's where my head was. I looked, like, in Bridesmaids. The one she's like, you ready to party? In the airplane, that's what I look like. It was a mess. And then we talked about music. But everything was me looking outside through the window because I couldn't pay attention to him. My eyes were... One of them was closing up and down. The other one was rolling back. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening, dude. So You're like overdosing on Zan. I don't know what the fuck was happening to my body. Um, I remember, though, we're in Long Island already, and there was a light. There was like a four-way street with a light that had been red since I saw it like two miles in. I could see the red light. And we got there, and it was still fucking red. So I remember I'm talking or whatever, and the motherfucker takes the red light. And I was like, dude, you just took a red light. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. Gets me to the my dorm. I'm like, this kid is not going to touch me. He's not going to kiss me. Like, I fucked everything up so sad. But I'm getting my stuff to, like, turn around. And he grabs me. And he's like, it was nice meeting you, whatever. And we, like, we made out for, like, a good amount of time, too. It was, like, a good kiss, to be honest. So I'm like, okay. I got so happy. And I'm like, okay, at least... You know, it finished right. I go upstairs. I start telling, gushing to my roommates. Everyone's so excited. I, of course, leave out the horrible parts about the fact that I was almost horse tranquilized. Like, so everyone only heard good things. The next day, I don't hear from him. The next day after that, I don't hear from him. A week into it, I don't hear anything from him. So I was annoyed. And one day at a frat party, I freaked out, started screaming. And I'm like, fuck his name, I said. And all the guys in that frat party were like, my freshman year, like, a lot more people liked me than they did now because I actually talked to human beings and interacted. <laughs> so all the guys were like, fuck this kid! And they started changing or whatever, and I was like, fuck yeah. So then I saw Taylor and Cam, and I told them again, and they were all like, fuck him, whatever. Five months later, I'm in the Bahamas with my family. I post a bomb-ass picture. Of course, I get a text from this motherfucker that I haven't heard from in six months. Not at all. And he messages me and was like, oh, wait, guys, at that party, the reason why I said fuck him is because he messaged me after I messaged him. And I'm like, hello, like, nice to hear from you because I was drunk. And he goes, next time, don't be tra- next time, don't be sedated as fuck. His words verbatim. I will quote him on that. Yeah. I was heartbroken and I was so angry. That's why I was like, fuck him, whatever. Six months later, I'm in the Bahamas. I post that picture. I get a text message from him. And he's like, by the way, let me see if I still have it. It was like, by the way, forgot to tell you, I just got a, uh, I just got a ticket in the mail for $158 from that light we took in Long Island. And I remember sitting at the sushi restaurant with my family and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? 
Like, I knew, obviously, because I'm a girl and I have a butt and I know how to use things for boys, like, to my advantage. And I knew that because I posted that picture is why he was fucking texting me now. And he's not a slick. He's not slick. And I wasn't going to respond. And then my cousin took my phone and she responded for me. Very catty, very sarcastic. And the kid kept responding. And we, from that, he was like, I have to take you out again, whatever. So he went from not talking to me for six months because of the whole Xanax thing to me posting a picture, reminding him, obviously, of whatever, and then him being the dick that he is, but I'm so obsessed with him, <laughs> was like, oh, I have to take you out again, whatever. Because of that, I was like, fuck that. I always entertained him, but I never actually met up with him again. So I was like, not meant to be. He's a dick. I don't want to be with someone like that. The more time I spent ignoring him, the more I was like, I'm obsessed with this kid. I want to marry this kid. This is what my husband, if I marry a man, would be like. It would be perfect. So as of today, a year and a half later after that, Six year total. I still message him. He still messages me. The last message I received was a month ago. And he's like, when you come back to New York, we have to hang out. I need to see you. So I am going to, once I lose like 45 pounds, I'm <laughs> going to meet up with him. And I will let you guys know how that goes. Yeah. Um, oh, side note though. Aside from being obsessed with him, I developed an even bigger obsession with his lesbian aunt. Who's like... <laughs> 40 years older than I am. But I remember mentioning that at the restaurant with him. And I'm like, so how's... Wait, you mentioned her? <laughs> yes, wait. I told you this. So I'm like, so uh, how's your aunt? Whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, she's so funny. Like, obviously, yeah, all the fans love her. She's so... <laughs> and I go, yeah, I mean, I bet. I'm like, I'm sure she gets a lot of women from the show. And he's like, actually, yeah, like, we'll be out sometimes and she'll pick up more girls than I do. And I'm like, I swear to God, I go, yeah, I mean, I get that. <laughs> And I remember him looking at me like, what? And I was like, oh, oh, because she's got a great personality. I said some shit like that. Like, and I'm like, oh, fuck me. Like, the Xanax hit me really hard. So I, thank like, God I didn't say I more. Want your aunt. They wanted more. Like, Thanksgiving dinner, I'm with this kid, like, as his girlfriend or wife or whatever. But I'm really in the closet with his aunt. Oh, like, my God. Fucking her. Anyway, that's not what's going to happen. But... But I do remember saying that, and I remember being like, fuck me. Out of all the things I could have said, <laughs> I mentioned that. The one thing that you probably shouldn't say to someone <laughs> is like, hi, I have a crush on your aunt. <laughs> Ooh, side note, I keep getting Snapchats from my little sister's best friend's older brother, who looks oh, just like felt? this kid. But he has, a, what's it called? Epilepsy. So oh. I just to know. <laughs> like, you know. um... Pete Davidson. Yeah, it's like, exactly, with asthma. Pete you don't know Davidson if he's, like, climaxing and he loves it, or he's dying and you're going to be, like, he's, held he for murder because you didn't attack. call yeah. 911. He has an asthma attack during sex. It's so <laughs> funny. That is so funny. You never know. So speaking of girls, <laughs> I, I actually thought about this the other day when, because I was watching, like, this video or whatever about this girl who is, they were like, oh, when did you, like, know you were gay or, like, whatever like that? You know how some people ask that kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of, like, I don't know, that question to me is so, like, interesting. Just because, like, I just feel like, honestly, some tea is that, like, when I was 15, that was, like, the first time I ever dated a girl. <laughs> and that was just, like, and that was, like, very new and, like, whatever for me. I don't, but, like, if someone was, like, oh, when did you think you liked girls? Like, I guess if I could, like, pinpoint a time, it would be, like, around that time, like, 14, 15, like, whatever. The only thing is, is that, like, I, I didn't start actually liking them when I was, like, 14, 15. It was just because, like, I didn't, like, when I was little, even when I was really little, like, seven years old, like, I didn't have crushes. Yeah. 
Like, I just, I don't know. Like, it was always just kind of, especially because they went to Catholic fucking school. When I was, like, seven, if I had, like, a friend that was, like, a guy no. or whatever, my parents would be like, oh, look. Like, look how cute. Whatever. I, I agree. Like, I went to an all-girls school for, like, a majority of my time. And I never once looked at a girl and was like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, I was younger, so it wouldn't be, like, a sexual thing. But mm-hmm. it was never, like, a crush on a girl. But I did hardcore obsess over much older women, including my fifth grade homeroom teacher. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the fact that, like, I didn't have crushes on, like, guys ever. Oh, no. I, it, I had bad, big crushes on guys. Like, I never had crushes on guys until I was, like, maybe, like, 12 or 13. But at the same time, like, I had gone to school with the same girls that I had gone to school with when I was, like, little. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, fucking, like, eight, nine years old. Like, yeah. obviously, like, you don't have... I think, like, you don't have crushes on your friends when you've been friends with them for a really long time. Like, that's just not, like, something that I do. Like, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just, like, a thing. No, it's not, like, that shit, like, faking it. It's, I mean... Yeah, I've never really seen it happen like that. Yeah. Like, I just started thinking about it, and I was like, what the fuck? Because, like, like, nobody's eight years old, and they're like, let me get a boyfriend. Like, all this fuck, unless they, like, see it on TV or some shit. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't fucking know. I don't know. It was just, like, interesting. And I never, since I went to Catholic school, I never thought, oh, hey, like, maybe I could like a girl. Like, it was just never even a thought in my mind. And I remember the the first time I even found out that, like, lesbians fucking existed, I was I was in eighth grade. Same. Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl came out. And, like, and I remember, like, this guy that I liked at the time, he was like, oh, I think lesbians are really hot. And they specific- <laughs> this, this is, like, such a, like, a teenage boy thing, like, 14-year-old boy thing, but, like, he was like, oh, lesbians are so hot. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, like, a girl kissing another girl, like... Like, that's super hot. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, 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 what is this thing that you're telling me? Like, I'm interested. Like, tell me more. And then he was like, yeah. Like, he was like, you know, like, girls kissing girls or whatever. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what is this? I specifically remember the conversation I had with him. And he was like, what? Like, you don't think lesbians are cool? And I was like, like, no. Like, I don't like, what are you talking about? Like, I've never even heard of that. Like, that's fucking weird. And then, because I'm thinking, like, Ew, like, me kissing one of my friends, like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, and then he was just like, no, that's, like, super hot. And then I was like, no, like, I don't, like, what are you talking about? And then I watched this show that I don't remember what it was. It definitely wasn't faking it, but, and there was, like, these two, like, actual lesbians in it. And I was like, wait, what? And then there was this one girl who was, like, obsessed with me, and I'm not going to name her name. (laughs) (laughs) Because I ended up dating her. But she was kind of psychotic. But at the same time, like, she was so into me. Like, insanely into me. And I remember her telling me, she was like, do you want to go out or something sometime? Like, asking me on, like, an actual date. And I had already broken up with, like, my very first boyfriend, like, a few months before that, whatever. And then she was like, no, like, actually, like, should, like, I really like you. Like, I'm into you. And I was like, what? (laughs) <laughs> I remember looking at her in the face with, like, wide eyes, like, what the hell did this bitch just tell me? Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, yeah, like, I like you, too. Like, I remember thinking, like, oh, yeah, like, I like you, too. Like, like you're fun. Like, whatever. And then she was like, so you're down. And I was like, I'm down for what? <laughs> and she was like, you're down, like, to go out or something. And I was like, oh, is is this? <laughs> wait. Is are this, we lesbian yeah, together? Like, are we being <laughs> lesbian right now? I specifically, I asked my friend, I was like, are we being lesbian right now? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, that's like a lesbian, like she's into you. And I was like, oh my God. But I already told her, but I basically already told her yes at mm-hmm. this point. So I was like, sure. 
whatever. We ended up going out, and, like, I basically, this is so shitty, and, but anybody that's ever been in, like, a, a dumb relationship knows what this is. I basically only went out with her because they liked the attention that she gave me. Oh, my God. And, like, it's really shitty, and, like, don't do that, but, like, it was just my, my first relationship that was, like, like that. And I don't know, like, I just remember being like, this is fun. And I didn't actually, like, have a crush on her. I just only went out with her because it was kind of, like, convenient. And I was like, maybe let's just try this out. It didn't, obviously, it didn't end up working out because no relationship like that would end up working out. Yeah. But all of a sudden, there was this butch-ass lesbian. Mm, who, I'm listening. Who moved, <laughs> who moved into my school, sophomore year of high school. And that's when I was, like, full-blown like I was that's the that was the first girl I actually ever had a crush on was that girl <laughs> and she's still to this day like a man <laughs> like actual man what is her Instagram <laughs> I don't know I don't know because I like I haven't followed her since I was like whatever but she was like super basically my type even to this day is like actual dirtbag so like <laughs> back then she was like okay this is something I, I I'm not proud of but my type is like skater girls with brown hair, <laughs> and I don't are know what Australian else. or okay. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Foreign girls are next level. I was just talking about this, but this girl was like she was a skater girl, had brown hair. She was like super. I don't know. She was just like super like um different. Was like a pothead. Not that I'm into that now, but like at the time, like I was like you know whatever. Ew, that's so. Ugh, that's always been a turn off to yeah. me. And I don't know, like, I was just, like, she was, like, chill vibes, whatever. <laughs> and I hate that I just said that, but, like, I just fell for that bitch hard, like, immediately. Like, right when I saw her, I was like, who is this bitch? Like, I need to know. And so that was the first time I ever, like, actually had a crush on a girl. But I just feel like maybe it would be different if I wasn't, if my family wasn't so, like, homophobic. Like, oh, absolutely. Especially because, like, society now is so modernized and stuff that it's really just, like, our families keeping us in this bubble that, like, you know, we can't. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like we force ourselves to, like, like, you know, a woman being a woman. But, like, sometimes I see, like, very butchy women and I'm like, wow, like, I'm wet. Like, <laughs> fuck my grandma. I, I don't care if she has a heart attack. <laughs> like, I'm gonna... Sometimes no, I, I see my fifth grade teacher. And no, that, honestly, <laughs> honestly. What is the story? I need to know. Okay, so I used to go to, like, this all-girls school, which I happened to have gotten kicked out of years later. But um, my fifth grade homeroom teacher was, like, this super cool... She was butchy, but at the time, she had recently been divorced from a man. And I was in fifth grade, so I didn't really catch on to that, even though, like, I kind of understood I didn't. I was like, oh, she's into men. Lesbianism wasn't a thing at that time. Like, yeah. I don't know if, you know, millennials and shit. But um, I remember she was obsessed with me. Like, she was, like, because I was very mature for my age, so she would have me be in charge of everything. I, like, took advantage of it, and I would spend more time with her. I would even miss classes, like, being in fifth grade, and just to be with her, and she would, like, sign off on shit. And then I just remember she lived next to my house at the time in South Miami, she lived two streets over, and my two best friends also lived a street over from that street and a street over from that one. So we would all meet together, and we would pass by her house and, like, leave her cookies or something. And I just remember one day all my girlfriends, like, all the kids were in class, and I stayed after to help her. And I just stared at her, and I was like, because she said something, and I don't remember what it was, but I was like, wow, like, that resonated so much with me. Like, I was like, oh, my God, 
I had butterflies in my stomach over a woman and a woman, like a four, a 35 year old woman. And I was what, eight, nine years old. <laughs> and I just remember like, no, I, 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 the feeling was foreign to me. So I didn't pick up on it, but I just remember feeling a certain way. And then after that, things changed and I became obsessive. It was really unhealthy. Like I would be like, no, miss whatever. I can't say her name, obviously, but mm-hmm. miss this, miss that. Like I, everything would be revolved around this woman. I would, this is the thing, like I develop an obsessive personality towards things like this mm-hmm. like if i find something and i like it i'm gonna do everything in my power it's a good and bad trait like to get what i want but if it's a person i become obsessed and immersed in this person's life so i made it a thing to go to her house every day i would have my mom take a different street just so i can pass by her house to see if she were there like every day during class i would try to leave to try to talk to her and she picked up on it and she kind of got like weirded out and i knew that that's what was happening mm-hmm and so I started being bitchy back because she was being sketched out and I got in trouble a lot. And so one day she like actually sent me to the principal's office, which she had never done before. Whoa. And I was like, what? And I just remember crying and I was like, she obviously doesn't love me anymore. Like, whatever. She sad. doesn't love me It was me pretty anymore. psychotic, yeah. honestly, thinking about it. Like, a normal kid was not <laughs> supposed to react like that. But, um, like, I was probably nine years old and I was thinking, I'm going to get married to the 35-year-old. I'm going to find a state in the Midwest that makes it legal. And I'm going to marry this woman. Like, that's how crazy it was. Like, I felt that way towards that old lady. Oh, my God. So, whatever. After that, it just got weird. And it ended up being the worst half of the year. And then Mother's Day came around. And I remember I was like, I have to get her something. She loves Mrs. Fields. So, I got her the fucking most expensive, like, $60 cookie cake. The big-ass sheet with a heart and with roses. And I put, Happy Mother's Day, Miss Whatever. I gave her the cookie cake. And I will never forget that. I remember being like, she's going to love me again. I gave her the cookie cake and she was in a class, but it was a class that I was in. Like, nobody gave a fuck. She goes, just put it on my desk and like kept on doing whatever she was doing. And I remember being like, what? Like, I did all this for you and that's how. And then I feel like after that is when I just developed a hatred towards her instead of like an infatuation that I had. Mm -hmm. And it just got really ugly and it got me into a lot of trouble. I got suspended after that because I tried to prank call her and all this shit. And then I prank called her best friend who was another teacher oh my god i got suspended for that and i was just like in and out of trouble and eventually like i just got over her and i i the way that that school was where it was different divisions of different grades and like it was two different campuses so eventually i left that campus went to the you know the junior high campus and i never saw her and i just forgot about her Mm -hmm. but i would always pass by her house occasionally Mm-hmm. And I would see her and I would always be like, oh, my God, like, miss whatever. But after that, it was it was whatever. But I remember that being like the moment that I'm like, this is so strange. I grew up in a very homophobic household. Mm-hmm. My grandma would rather me have fucking cancer, honestly. And this is so fucked up than me to be gay. Like, it, it would almost be like there's hope for her if I if I were sick. But if I were gay, like, you know, all hell is canceled. Fucking, yeah. Everything is canceled. Like, so that's that. <sighs> She's very set in her own ways. My mom pretends like she doesn't care, but she fucking cares. My dad is the one who, honestly, he sounds like the most homophobic, but he literally, w- he jokes about it so much. Like, I've showed you our text messages. Like, yeah. That he wouldn't give a fuck. Like, he'd honestly be happy for me, if anything. But I'm just not there yet, and I don't know what I want. Yeah. And, like, I don't like the whole bisexual label, but, like, I know in hindsight that's kind of what I am. But mm-hmm. I've never set, like sexually i've only had sex with men before but i feel like emotionally i'm very attracted to women Mm -hmm. like it's like another level for me and i like to be challenged and women to me i have yet to meet a man who can do that for me that to me makes me 
sexually attracted to you. Like, if emotionally and, like, in an intelligent way I'm attracted to you, I'm therefore sexually attracted to you. And that happens more for me with women, older women, than... (laughs) Carol? No, literally. (laughs) That's my idea of a perfect fucking... But I would be Carol. I wouldn't be a girl with a dragon tattoo. I wouldn't be that girl. Yeah. I would be the older woman in a relationship. I'm telling you, that's what I tell my friends. That is probably what's going to happen to me. I'm going to marry a wealthy guy. We're going to have a beautiful family. And one day I'm going to leave him for my soul cycle instructor, who's a woman. He's like 20 years <laughs> older than me. Like Stacy G from New York City Soul Cycle. That is my story. Like, I obviously would never want to lead a man on, but I just feel like intellectually and like emotionally, I'm going to find what I need from a woman more than a man. But I have yet to find a friend of mine that I'm attracted to at all. Never. I feel like that's another that's thing. That's a like, woman? If, yeah, like if yeah. I'm close to you, I'm not. That will never translate for me. Just like with guys. I've never had a guy friend that I had been friends with forever. And then like like in movies, how like, oh, it develops into this. You yeah, know? It's like, yeah, it's like no. they, they grew up together. Exactly. And then they I like all of a sudden start wanting to fuck. No, that I don't understand either. I know people who have done that. And I never, I just don't understand it. I understand it. I've just never felt it. In my situation, I'm the type of person that if I felt that way, we wouldn't be friends. We'd be more than friends. Like, if I had that shit happening for so many years and it's because I have absolutely no feelings towards you. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, just easygoing and shit. I know. The thing... So the thing about me is that, like, I think people... I've talked about this on my podcast before where I I had Tinder for two days and it ruined my life. (laughs) But, like, like I can't do Tinder or I can't, like, to actually find a relationship. Like, a lot of my friends have actually had relationships... Because they, like, met some guy randomly. Like, if a guy walks up to them, like, at a club or something, then he's like, oh, you're so beautiful, like, blah, 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 whatever. And then they actually start a relationship with them. They meet a guy on Tinder. They actually can start relationships with them. That doesn't happen with Mm -hmm. me. Like, Like, I literally just can't do that, like... I'm like, oh, this is fun, and then two days later, I'm like, no. Like, it just kind of... It gets boring instantly for me, and it's not even because, like, there's anything wrong with them. It's just, like, something in my thing is I'm like I don't actually know this person like yeah whatever I don't know I'm kind of just like a walk in contradiction because I don't understand people that do that where they like have friends or whatever and they're like oh maybe I like this person but at the same time like I want to know them before have oh absolutely with them like and and that because that even just happens to, to me with crushes like like uh like the last time I ever had a crush like I had class with this person. Mm-hmm. And so it was like I saw them a lot, like, in class and stuff like that. And that was kind of, like, the relationship. Like, we knew each other f- from, like, school and, like, whatever. And then I started, like, to develop a crush. But it was, like, I didn't know them for that long. I don't see somebody and I'm instantly, like... Like, I could be instantly attracted to you, but that doesn't mean I'm, like, whoa, who... The, like, what's your number, bitch? Like... See, I feel like that sometimes. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll see person who gives off certain vibes. You see, that, honestly, though, is the biggest trigger for me, like... The fact that you don't know if someone's gay or not. That to me is like one of the hardest things to deal with being like if if like, you know, if I were like an actual full blown lesbian, that to me is so difficult. Like, I don't understand how they deal with that because there have been so many people that I have met that to me give off this vibe. But then like I end the conversation with their boyfriend coming and kissing them to say hello or something. Like, Interesting. shit like that, sh- it makes me shook. Like, it shakes me because I'm like, what? You never fucking know. Yeah. And, like, I haven't developed the confidence, obviously, to be, like, one of those, I don't give a fuck if you're straight or not because I'm going to turn you gay. Like, yeah, I have that personality as, like, a straight person, but, like, how do girls... Act- like, there are women that are, like, so confident like that and they just... The only thing is that, like, it's just the charm. Like, But there are girls, dude. I, I used to be homophobic. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I used to be like, don't even fucking talk to me. How, you don't know. You don't know who you're talking to. You don't know who you're dealing with. Like, imagine you're trying to flirt and you think you're all, high, like, you know, high and mighty and it's fucking Pence's I mean, daughter or I something. Mean, <laughs> Mike Pence's daughter. No, I, I completely get what you're saying. It's just my gaydar is too strong. My gaydar is very strong, too. However... That's what I was saying. There have been instances where I'm thrown off my game. Mm-hmm. Like, both men and women gaydar. Mm-hmm. Very good. That's but the, then there's some things that I'm like, what? Yeah, that's and then I'm like, no, they're closeted. But then I'm like, what? Yeah, that's that's never happened to me yet. I, I'm, I definitely think it might at some point. But, like, I tweeted about this, right? Like, do you know who JoJo Siwa is? Of course. Yeah, yeah I'm JoJo Siwa. JoJo Siwa. She, like, speaks in cursive Fuck or whatever. Her. She's gay. I, what? I, I, she, oh, she hasn't come out yet. Up. I'm like, what? But she's That's a gay. Scandal. I, I already know this. I 100%, I tweeted about this like a month ago. I was like, Joe, I was like, give it five years, JoJo C was going to come out as gay. 100%. The minute I saw her, I was like, this bitch radiates lesbian energy. Uh, <laughs> lesbian child energy because she acts like she's seven years old. So the fact that you think she's gay is saying something. I think she's gay. And then, and then I even, <laughs> Follow my Twitter, everyone. I, I even did a follow-up on that tweet because someone posted a picture of her on, like, J14 or whatever, like, that magazine or whatever. And it was, like, JoJo Siwa. And then there was, like, a text bubble where she's, like, I don't want a boyfriend. Oh, and I was, like, it's already happening. Like, this is how strong my gaydar is. <laughs> no one has brought this up, but she's going to be gay. I already know it. No, dude. I just wish people can walk around with, like, something that says I'm gay. Like, obviously not something that literally physically says I'm gay, but, like, like, especially professors. Like, there have been so many professors that I've had. One of them ended up being very gay, but, like, that I, like, because they're such intellectuals that I'm just, like, fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I get that. I'm, like, well, are they gay? Are they not gay? Like, and one of them was gay, and she ended up leaving. Like, I wanted to take her again, but the next semester she left. (laughs) Susan. (laughs) She's ugly as fuck, too, but, like... (laughs) What she would say that out of her right. mouth made her so much more attractive. Yeah. Oh, no, she was a straight-up man, like, short-ass <laughs> hair, did not wear any pop of color, wore men clothes, like, she wore, um... You're so into that. Men, men shoes and everything, and I was like, okay. I like, I like, you're, like, into, like, men, women. I'm into, like... Dude, Abby Wambach, Ellen, my two faves. Ashlyn Harris. Ashlyn Harris, not as obsessed as I used to be. I used to be hardcore obsessed. Yeah. I told you. Like, Couldn't too even upset. talk. Yeah, too obsessed. The air left my body. <laughs> she took the soul <laughs> out of your body. Conspiracy theory. Yeah. No. Yeah, I definitely, I don't know, because I like long hair. That's, like, my thing. But that's because I don't like long hair on me. I don't know. It's just, like, I've always just really liked long hair. Like, in a lesbian? On Yeah, on women. That's my, I mean, you know, like, the people that I'm, like, this is my dream girl. Like, they all have long hair. Obviously, they're all, Aussie, like... mate. <laughs> obviously, shut up. They're all from the land down on <laughs> Shut up. I know, that's just one. <laughs> Can you please stop? But you know my type. I, I even told this girl my type. I was like, look, you're my type. Like, straight up. I was just like... I, I don't know how many times I've screamed this from the rooftops. My type is, like, skater women who, like, have long hair or brown hair. And they wear, like, snapbacks and, like, Ugh. fucking... That's like my nightmare. Vans and like like surfer energy, like they radiate that. Okay, bullshit. no surfers. Yeah, that's sexy. Like they it's like ra- I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, if they're like surf, if uh, I don't give a, a lot of like the skater ones are like also surfers though. I'm not talking like emo skaters. I'm talking about like the no, I know, I know, California I like skater. That. Like wears Vans, you know, whatever. Very rugged. Yeah, oh, that's the perfect word. Ugh. That's how I like my men. I don't but like my suits. men like that. I like them. The physical traits to be rugged, but, like, they're rich, they have their life together, 
and they dress well. But they have to have, like, sc- like a perfect, nice beard. Like, honestly, my uncle is, like, the epitome of what I want in a man. Like, not in that a sexual way. but the like, weirdest end of No, like, if you guys know me, you know who my uncle is. Because, like, all my friends, every time I post of him, they're like, oh, my God, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, guys, chill. But, like, that, honestly, is, like, what I... The face of what I want in a man. Yeah, my my type of man is, like, um... So here is our les- dilemma. We're not. Dile- we're not. We're, I was we're not say, I was. I was about to say we're not delesbians <laughs> because I was thinking dilemma. <laughs> I just my type of men and my type of women come polar opposites. It's just like the weirdest thing ever. I don't know. I just. I feel like my life is gonna be like a call me by your name situation where I just marry a man. Like I know I'm gonna break a lesbian's heart, and it's just gonna be like oh same the saddest thing. But because just, they're going to be like, I want to marry you. They're going to U-Haul. Yeah. I, I already know it. They're going to U-Haul immediately. And then I'm going to get a boyfriend and I'm going to be like, I'm sorry. And then I, I'm going to have a ring on my finger. Yeah. And call the... Or, or they're going to see on, on fucking Twitter a year later after we broke up. They're still obsessed with me. And I'm like, guess who's getting married? Like, <laughs> yeah. And they have like a, um, a sonogram of like my baby. Absolutely. I know it's going to happen. It's just like... See, I like the same thing where like I'm most... 99% positive I'm gonna marry a guy. Yeah. I mean, unless your gator is like iconic. Like, if you, <laughs> if you saw me, you wouldn't think, oh yeah, she's a lesbian. Like, ever. Like, I just don't radiate that kind of energy. So I just. See, I sometimes feel as though I do, like, in certain. Well, since I was little, though, I always have this weird walk to me. And one day, a girl that I was friends with who ended up being gay, she was like, I always thought you were gay. And I was like, what the fuck? Because when I was friends with her, I was super homophobic. So I'm like, that's bullshit that you ever thought that because I was so openly homophobic. Mm -hmm. But, like, she's like, no, there was always something about you. And I was like, I just don't understand. And then the older I got and the more I was, like, aware of certain mannerisms that I had, I, I picked up on that. Like, if, I don't know, like, for instance, if I were wearing sweats, okay, and I didn't have any of my jewelry or my shit, and I walked into a place that only athletes saw, the athletes would assume, in my opinion, that I was, like, you know, fucking gay. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, if I had my nice clothes on, obviously I wouldn't exude that kind of energy because of the way I physically look. But, like, I don't know. I do this weird shit. And I, my, my trainer was videotaping me where, like, I do this thing. And I don't know if it's, like, a fucking Cuban thing, but it's kind of, like, manly. It's kind of dykey. And I'm not you do this thing with your trying to be a dyke. Yeah. And it's very <laughs> butchy. And it's just a force of habit. I don't know. Like, if my mom were to see it, she'd be like, stop fucking doing that. Like, shit like that. Like, that looks gay. Mm-hmm. Did, like, I, did I tell you about over over this summer break where my dad asked me if I was pan? What the fuck is pan? Like pansexual or whatever. Oh, it's I know just, what that is. Eva told me. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not attracted to any, like, you're you're, attract, you're just attracted. To people. Yeah. Yeah, like regardless of gender or whatever. Okay, that. <laughs> First of all, I was just sitting down on the couch okay. with my family and in the living room. We were, wa- we were watching something and then all of a sudden my mom was like, when you get a husband, I want it to be like this. And it was like some relationship that was on TV that we were watching. And then I was like, just as a joke, like with, with a, with like the cockiest or like the dumbest smirk. Like I was like, what makes you, <laughs> what makes you assume I would marry a man, mom? Oh. Just like as a joke. And then my dad was like, uh. and, then, and then my dad was like, what are you pansexual or something? <laughs> and I was That's like, the first thing he said. First of all, I was like, what? 
Because for, he didn't even the say fuck? bye. Like, he just went straight Pan to, like, something sexual. something I never have ever talked about in my entire life. I've never heard and, of that. And I was like, what? And I was like, where did you get that from? He was like, not, he was like nothing. I just, I just read about it, like, the other day. And I was oh, like, no, no, what the hell? And then he was like, yeah, Crit, who's my mom. He was like, yeah, why would you assume that she would marry a man? And she was Dead. like, I'm just assuming... And then I was, and then I was just like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And then he was just like joking. And then he was like, nah, I'm just kidding. And I was like, uh, yeah, like for real. It was just the, I don't know. It was I just, switch. it just like, it, it just like skewed me out. Like the way he said it. And then, and then I texted my friend. I was like, is he on to me? Like, I don't know. Same. Yeah. But yeah, my dad's like, like the same family or like my family's the same situation. Like my mom would be like, what the fuck? And then my dad would be like. I don't care, like, kind of like, like your dad, I guess. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's just, shit's interesting. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it. Personally, like, because of, I have family members that are gay. Being Cuban, like, that's not a thing. Like, you'd be sent to an island or just never come out. Even though, like, my family's, like, refuses to acknowledge the fact that they are so homophobic, they'll be like, oh, no, like, I'm not homophobic. It's just, I don't agree with the way that this person lives their life. But then... In hindsight, like they're extremely homophobic, they won't they won't mention that person's name at any dinner table. Like mm-hmm. they agno- they don't acknowledge the human being when they're there in front of them. Like you know what I mean? Like well, they also, have. Also, when people when people say like I'm not or like I'm not homophobic, I just don't agree with it. I'm like I just don't understand that sentence. My family says that, and then they try to like because like back I just... it up. But then like a week later, when that person's brought up, they'll be like, "Oh fuck that person," and they're lesbian lifestyle. Like that's disgusting. And I'm like, "That's fucking homophobic." What you're saying right now is homophobic. Yeah. No, I'm not homophobic. I just don't agree with their lifestyle. And I'm like, no, you're being extremely unnecessarily rude and saying horrible things. You're homophobe. Like yeah, it's one thing to disagree with something. I disagree with certain things, but I don't have to be so aggressive I just, about it. I just it. don't know how you can agree with, like, a lifestyle that isn't, that has nothing to do with it has you. has nothing to do with your life. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing that, like, trips me out is when people were like, oh, I'm not homophobic, I just don't agree with well, it. I'm like, what is there to agree about? Like, obviously, like, you can like men, and they can like, you know. Mm, and they're not and, affecting your Yeah, life. yeah, and they can like women. I just, the, the whole thing agree just makes no sense. Like, you can say, like, oh, I'm not homophobic, I'm just straight. Mm-hmm. And that's, like perfectly valid but if you're saying homophobic things like you're homophobic it's just kind of like i don't know like if, if you were to to rev, like switch it up and be like oh i'm not black i just don't agree like th- th- that makes no sense you know what i mean the one thing though that i stand by always is i obviously i mean i'm one of these people that are, you know however i agree with that you know it doesn't affect us but it affects us because when you see all this gay shit on TV for little kids. That's the one thing I don't fucking agree with. I don't want my children being raised like the, like the generations now that are younger. Thinking that gay is something that you should be. Because that's not how it is. However, I do believe that some people are born feeling these ways. I personally didn't try to feel that way. My family is homophobic. That's the last thing I would want. But I feel a certain way towards women. So it's like, I get that. I get that people feel that way and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. But like, at the same time, I, I don't agree with all this normal, like, you know, they're trying to normalize it to the point where mm-hmm. when you're a child and you're, bring, you're being told, not even being gay is okay because being gay is okay, but to be, to force gay, like some of these fucking activists, how they're gay and they're raising kids. And you know what it is to say, oh, we're gay. I want my son, my adopted son to be gay. Like, I'm going to, I hope he's gay. No. Like, that's a horrible thing to say because there's so many actual gay people that suffer 
You get me? Like, mm-hmm. this world might seem like it's all modern and shit and all accepting, but a lot of times it's not. So, it, I don't know. It's just kind of very... That situation to me is fucked, and we still haven't perfected it yet. Yeah. Like, we went from being so anti-gay to being so fucking pro-gay now. There was never the in-between, ever. And, like, America needs to fucking formalize that. I think I think they're just trying... Yeah, I think they're just trying to overcompensate. Exactly. 100% like that's what it is and like I don't know like being like gay stuff on TV I don't really like care about like if my kid was to watch like Love, Simon or something I don't think that they would be like but that's not what I'm talking about like Love, Simon is a movie about a kid who's in the closet and has always been feeling gay and has issues with the family and it's not at all what I mean I mean like shows that you know constant it's just constant homosexuality like being thrown little kids shows like that's not normal that's not a normal thing to me mm-hmm. a lot of people disagree with me and i can obviously understand where they're coming from just like transgenders i don't want my kids seeing and and believing that that's a, that hey you know what one day i just want to be a man no there are some people that are born feeling like they were born in the wrong body and that is why they get to the point of changing genders mm-hmm. i understand that but it's like this normal thing now where like and I'm telling you because I've I've lived through this. My little cousin the other day had like a lot of kids, not just my family, say these things like, Oh, like can I become a girl? I know a lot of people go through this and we have to support them and it's like, yes, obviously I'm not some fucking satanic asshole. Mm-hmm. We have to support these people no matter what because they're human beings. But we can't normalize those things because they're not normal. And that's just the way I feel about it. And, mm-hmm. like, I, ca- I can't understand how people can say that that's, like, a normal thing. Just like sex. When I was little, I was... Co- my parents would cover my eyes until I was 13 fucking years old. Like, yeah, sex is wrong, even if it's a man and a woman. But when I would see it on TV, I'd be like, oh, but that's normal. Which it is normal. As you get older, you realize that. But as a child, you want to, you know, keep their innocence intact and shit right, like that. Right, right, yeah. And that's another thing where, like, I'd be like, but that's wrong. But, like, but it's normal. And nowadays it's different, and that's why there's so many little horror kids where they think that's normal. And it's, like, it's not normal for a certain age. It's yeah. normal to be having sex at 18. It's normal to be gay if you feel, if you know, if you were born that way, if you are literally gay. gay. Yeah. But it's not normal to try so hard to try to be that way. Yeah. And that's what kids these days are doing with both, with, you know, heterosexual shit, like having sex at such a young age and gay, like... Mm-hmm. It's just not a thing, and it angers me so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, de- I definitely, like, understand that. I just... The world is just Dude, so, like... It's they, just so different from when we grew up, even just so a few different. years later. So and they want to make even... a gay princess now. In the beginning, you hear that, and you're like, you know what? That's great. That's amazing that we've gotten to this point. But then it's like, but, but princess for children? Like, why do we have to, to start putting that shit at such a young age? But then I also understand the argument of... But while there's so many kids that struggle with their sexuality at such a young age and they don't understand, you get me? Like, they struggle after because they, they're never aware of, you know. Because they're not kind of like us. Yeah, and I get yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate, but it's not a normal thing. Of course I would let my kids hang out with gay people. <laughs> you understand me? But as my child, I would never want that on my child. That's not a, it's just not something that I would want to put on my child. Yeah. It's tricky. That whole situation is very tricky. Yeah, there's like a, there's a fine line between very fine line between everything. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like I just think kids, like especially really young kids, like five, six, seven years old, like like you can tell that. Like um, I, I specifically remember they were like, oh, where's like where's your mom? Like like some kid asked her like, oh, where's your mom? And she's like, oh, I have two dads. And they were like, oh, okay. 
obviously, like, they don't think, like, yeah. oh, they're they're gay. Exactly. Like, it's just you know, whatever. Thing. It's just, but they're still not, like, that's, that's fucking weird. Like, just like when kids have single moms, like, they're like, where's your dad? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, they're exactly. not like, that's, that's different. Like, you're different. Exactly. Fuck you. Like, they're not like that. Like, if you had a gay princess, I don't think it would be for the kids. I think it would be for the gay people who didn't exactly. have a gay princess. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, that's how I feel about it. It's like, but then I, I understand that. But then it's like, then why? Then why even have a fucking gay princess? Like, yeah. yes, it's great that we're showing that we've come this far and that whatever. But at the same time, it's like, why? Mm-hmm. Kids are impressionable. Why? The, the need is just so stupid. Like, no. The Love, Simon thing I agreed with because it's a teenage boy who... It's like a coming-of-age movie. Also, yeah, it's like a movie for, like, teenagers. Like it's a coming-of-age yeah. movie, and it's a true story that happens in many families mm-hmm. that these kids feel, you know, like an outsider, and they feel like their parents won't love them. And sometimes, unfortunately, their parents really do give up on them, and they and they want nothing... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. But for a child... Like, most of these little kids that watch these shows are under seven years old, these mm-hmm. movies... What the fuck are they... What are they thinking? No. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just think that if there was, like, a gay princess, like, it would just be for the adults who didn't have a gay princess, like, when they were, like... Exactly. Like, the people, like, our age who were, like, oh, oh, I wish I had a gay princess, like, growing up, but it's, like... But when you're little, you don't think, like, oh, I want a gay princess. Like, now you're, like, oh, maybe I wish I had that when I was little. It's just you're looking back on it from, like, an adult perspective. Yeah. It's, a, it's definitely a fine line. It's definitely... It's hard to be correct. There, there's not one right way to do this kind of stuff. hmm Anyway, so thanks for listening to our podcast episode. My name is Emma, obviously. Follow me on... Lolly. So- yes. Follow me on socials. Follow Lolly on socials. I will put them in the description. So follow me. Listen in a couple of weeks for the next episode of Is a Convo. Don't know what I'll be, what I will be talking about yet, but I promise you it will be interesting. Subscribe to my podcast. Listen on SoundCloud or iTunes, whatever one. And I will see you. I guess I'll hear you, or you'll hear me next time. Bye. Bye.